to give res show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. Ladies and gentlemen, heels and faces, casual wrestling fans, and all you smart marks, I'm Kayfabe AJ, and this is Kayfabe Avenue. I'm bringing to you the SmackDown wrap-up. We're just a few minutes shy of SmackDown closing, and it was a pretty decent episode. Um, Let's get right into it, though. We had a big matchup to start the show. It was the women's championship match, Smack, uh, Sasha Banks versus Bayley. And we all know that this rivalry has been going on for a very long time. And I think this match was pretty much put together to kind of get people over the stigma of Sasha Banks' title runs and how short they usually are. So I, I think that's why they kind of got them together really quickly and pretty much two weeks after Bailey losing it she has her defend uh uh have Sasha Banks defended tonight on SmackDown. Uh on top of that we also have Survivor series which is coming up in a few weeks so Sasha Banks is gonna have her hands busy facing Oscar, the Raw women's champion. So SmackDown opens up Sasha Banks coming down to the ring and uh being extra cocky, extra confident and it leads into a really, really good uh, video package between the two, kind of just highlighting their entire like friendship and feud. You know, WWE has great production when it comes to their video packages, and this was another example of that. Um, but yeah, the the match overall was pretty good. Um, after the video package, we did get Bailey having a little promo before. I think Bailey's been getting like top-notch promo work uh in recently and kudos to her for that um like her heel character definitely brought out a side of her that wasn't really showcased as far as her speaking ability i think everything was kind of like too generic john cena like so i definitely love her heel work and the promo work that she's definitely improved the match was pretty good i'll give it about a seven and a half leaning towards an eight and it ends with a bank statement, Bailey tapping out. And um, I don't know if I want to see this end, uh, but I maybe a pause in this storyline. I think they could, like, have Survivor Series kind of distract the two, keep them apart for a little bit, let uh, Sasha Banks run her, you know, have her reign run through WrestleMania. Maybe Bailey earns a Royal Rumble uh, match win to earn her shot against Sasha Banks again and have this really go to WrestleMania where I feel like it should have capitalized, uh, culminated in uh, to begin with. So we'll see more about that. But as Sasha Banks is celebrating and uh, gloating her victory, we get the returning Carmella who's in this red, like, dominatrix gear. I don't know what's going on with that. But... She ends up attacking Sasha, so I guess she's staking claim in uh, trying to be the next contender for uh, Sasha Banks' title. I don't know how I feel about that. 
Uh, Carmella, I think, should have been built back up, especially if they're trying to do a new gimmick. And um, I don't know where they're going with it. It looked like a kind of a knockoff of the Emelina thing they tried and the even Marie uh, gimmick they tried to do back then. It looked like it's kind of a knock on that. Not really sure where they're going with, but I think they should have gave her some builder before she actually attacked the champ. I think there's other people who uh, deserve that position a little bit more than her. And I'll get to that later on in the show. But moving on, we have a quick announcement about Otis versus Seth so and uh, Rey Mysterio versus King Corbin to qualify for Survivor Series spots for the Raw team versus SmackDown team at Survivor Series. So two matches locked down for SmackDown later on. Then we cut back to Jay Uso. The you know, now he's under the servitude of Big Us, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And, you know, last week he, you know, bend the knee, finally gave Roman his his props and claimed that claimed him as the tribal chief. So now we're dealing with the fallout of that. And you know, last week he by Showing that uh, he was trying to show Roman Reigns that he was down with the cause by attacking Daniel Bryan um, afterwards. So we're seeing the fallout of that. We're trying to we're still seeing how Jay Uso's dealing with this new status quo for himself and his position in his family. So we have him and Kevin Owens at the drinking table in backstage and catering, and Kevin tells him, "I saw last week." Now Roman uh, is trying to get you to get his coffee. Shouldn't that be Heyman's job? And Jay's pretty much like, you think my family's a joke? And Owen's like, he doesn't. And that they're partners for Survivor Series team. He's just checking up on him. But obviously he has something on his mind. So Owen suggests Jay switch to decaf. And then they head to a commercial break. They uh, give us a little farewell promo for Undertaker at Survivor Series. So I guess they're trying to let him get his last appearance, which does anybody really believe that's going to be his last appearance? Didn't think so. Nobody nobody is expecting Undertaker to like just never appear again. So you want to give us a little speech or whatever, that's fine. Personally, I think you should just wait until you get the Hall of Fame call up and you give us your farewell speech then. Until then, I definitely see Undertaker making an appearance once in a while, even if it's just character work and not actually physically in the ring. So, we uh, have more of the Undertaker 30 years promo. They have a lot of stuff going on in the WWE Network, a lot of documentaries. I have to actually uh, check in on a few of those, they had a really decent one between him and Randy Orton and their feud at Mania and everything else that happened after that. So go check that out. It's a lot of good stuff. Uh, maybe I'll cover some of the documentaries they have featuring Undertaker. Uh, go back in our history. Also, check out the Last Ride uh, Undertaker documentary. Check that out. And also check our recaps on Kayfabe Avenue. You can find... Us on all streaming podcasts, so uh, providers, so check that out. It was really good episode. We recapped all of them. Uh, 
But yeah, a lot of stuff going off Undertaker this month. And they come back for commercial, have the clips of Carmella pretty much uh, attacking her. And we have the little promo of her being untouchable or whatever the case. Not really big on uh, that gimmick. has been tried two times. Maybe they'll get it right with Carmella, but I don't know. I don't think she should have been thrust into going against Sasha Banks so soon. So we end up backstage with Kayla and Jay Uso ends up giving her an interview. And pretty much that kind of like sets off the tribal chief down the line in the show. But he basically says, Kayla's asking him about Daniel Bryan and, you know, the situation from last week. And he says, I did what I had to do. And he's sorry, but Daniel Bryan ain't blood. Family's forever. Kayla agrees, but as unless they don't fall in line, uh, Uso says, oh, you got jokes too, huh? Everybody's funny tonight. Paul Heyman walks up. He says, "Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Question. Did Roman Reigns authorize this interview? That was rhetorical. No, he did not. Roman needs to talk to you. Kayla says, it seems Heyman has a better spot in Roman squad than the Usos, uh, than Uso does. Heyman tells Uso, let's not keep him waiting. So the tribal chief is locking down everything from uh, speaking privileges to uh, who you attack, who you go against. So uh, I guess that's what happens when you're the head of the table. So next up, we have Rey Mysterio backstage. He's on the phone. Dominic runs up to him and asks him what he's doing because his matchup is next. And Ray asks if anyone's seen Aaliyah. <coughs> and uh, Ray asks Dominic to go grab his gear. As that happens, King Corbin attacks Ray from behind. Obviously, they have their a one-on-one match. Corbin trying to gain an advantage going into that. But I just noticed, like, ever since the draft... Corbin is really just not doing shit. This, I mean, they kind of set him in motion to do something, but he's really been out of storyline. It was kind of weird seeing him placed in out of nowhere and then attacking Ray. Like, I'm over this King Corbin gimmick. I was over his GM Corbin gimmick. Like, I don't know. They need to stop with these stupid side gimmicks and just let Corbin be Corbin. He's actually an interesting guy in real life and has a pretty, you know, badass attitude to himself in real life. So why not just let him be him? Something similar to how Roman Reigns is uh, giving more freedom now to kind of cut his own style promos. He doesn't sound, you know, generic. So they need to kind of unleash that for him as well. So, um... Yeah, after that attack, we have Roman Reigns pretty much pressing Jay Uso about the interview he gave Kayla. He's like, um, Jay asks him, I have, I have to get permissions for an interview. And Heyman, Heyman smiles and responds, thank you, you get it, exactly. Jay says that let's go talk to Roman and goes for the door. Heyman stops him. Heyman says... He will go get Roman, and Jay can wait there. So, really treating him like the fucking help. Like, they, I, I guess that keyword and denture server to, to the tribal chief, they were spot the fuck on. So, Heyman says he'll send him out when he's ready. 
Jay uh, pretty much standing there looking annoyed. Uh, Roman finally comes out the room and asks him um, pretty much, what's this? What's this about you giving an interview? And um, pretty much uh, says what's going on with Kevin Owens. Jay kind of explains that he just has some jokes and he's like, you, it sounds like he was disrespecting you. And when you get disrespected, I get disrespected. And when I get disrespected, you attack everything that our family and our bloodline stands for. So Roman really taking his roots serious, which I love. The storyline has been like really, really top notch. And I'm loving the complete direction that Roman is going with it. So definitely appreciate that as far as the character work goes for this segment and uh pretty much he encourages jay to go handle it and do something about it so this uh, ends up leading to a matchup later on in the night the main event ends up being ko versus jay so more on that later but uh roman then turns to Heyman and he's like did you know about this and Heyman's like pretty much like has that scared Heyman face that he puts on and he's like, I found out as as it was happening. Roman says he's supposed to handle everything so he doesn't have to. Heyman apologizes and says he understands. And then Roman tells Heyman, go find Adam Pierce. We're going to handle this. KO promise tonight. So that's what was the catalyst for the match actually being booked for the main event. Next up, we got the King Corbin versus Rey Mysterio qualifying match and I don't really have much to say. I kind of zoned in and out. Corbin really hasn't held my interest uh, as as much. Like I said, like they haven't really been doing anything. I'm over his gimmicks. But Ray was dominating the most of the match, which is kind of weird to me considering he still has only one eye, uh, kayfabe-wise. But, you know, all this that's going on is basically just have Seth Rollins interrupt the match and stand at ringside uh well at the stage eventually come into ringside and uh, causing the distraction so corbin can capitalize and i get that corbin was um like the guy taking most of the impact but ray's a small dude this was the worst the worst end of days i've ever seen king corbin do especially with a guy of ray mysterio's size and considering the strength difference, like the worst uh, end of days. But nonetheless, Corbin picks up the win over Rey Mysterio. And he qualifies for the Survivor Series match. Next up, we have Natalia versus Zelina Vega versus Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot uh, is sporting a new hairstyle looking less like Peter Avalon. I'm happy for that so I can stop cutting those jokes on her. Um, not much to say about this match as well. If anything, I'd give it about a 6.5. Uh, typical matchup between the three. What I didn't like was Ruby Riot pulling off the win. Like, why would you give Ruby Riot a spot on the Survivor Series team if she's in a fucking tag team? Why did she go over... Um, you know, she made Zelina tap, but still, Natalia's in the situation. Natalia is a veteran. They need to start acting like she's a fucking vet. 
She's pretty much helped every woman on that roster uh, develop and, you know, get accustomed to the culture backstage. So why the hell they don't treat her like a fucking champion? Not only that, she's a Nightheart. She's a part of the Hart family. It's just a no-brainer. Like, I don't understand how they capitalize on all these legacy characters and all these uh, fat, big family names like the Ortons, and, for example, but you don't capitalize on Natalia. Like, it just doesn't make sense, especially in a situation where you don't have too many big women stars outside of the Four Horsewomen and Ronda Rousey, who's nowhere to be seen in this situation. So why not let Natalia get the win? Let her pick up, you know, some substance on SmackDown, being as though she's new on the roster, having switched back from Raw. So why not give her the win? Instead, you give it to Ruby Riot, who should be focused on her tag team that we've seen the past three months or so, her arguing with Liv and then eventually forming back for what? To still seek singles uh, status? It does not make any sense to me. Please make it make sense, WWE. Next up, we got backstage Big E, and uh, Big E's doing his weird Big E thing. Um, I really wished he would get a little bit more serious. Like, the, the Sheamus feud that he had before Sheamus left to Raw was, like, great. It was great. It was showcasing that serious aspect, that uh, aggressive side of Big E, and I just don't like this childish sit-on-the-floor, cross-legged, playing bullshit board games. You know, even just the the jokes he was the, cutting with uh, the Street Profits. Obviously, the Street Profits coming in and trying to poke fun at the fact that they're facing the New Day, trying to build up that story. But the joking from Big E, like if I wanted to see Big E clothesline the shit out of both of them, Challenge them to a handicap match and whoop both their asses for talking shit about the New Day. Instead, we get this bullshit segment where all three of them are acting buddy-buddy knowing that they're going against his boys and doing fake laughing. It, it was stupid. Um, I just want Big E to be more serious. This, this New Day shit got to end for him. It got to end. We need, a, a, we need something. We need a catalyst for him to be more serious. Somebody needs to, like, whoop his ass to the point and embarrass him to the point where he decides that he got to stop that childish shit. Uh, so before we move on to the rest of the show, let's take a quick break for our sponsors, the people who support KFABAV and keep this uh, train going. So uh, we'll be back after these messages. And we're back. We left off with Big E and the Street Profits and their horrible uh, promo that I didn't find funny at all. It was really fucking stale. Either way, next up we have uh, Otis making his way to the stage for his uh, qualifier matchup. But uh, they end up doing like this progressive match flow of the week. And it it's pretty much... Uh, Highlights of what was going on earlier and everything going on with the Rey Mysterio family and Murphy and Rollins. And when is this shit ever going to end? Like, 
Otis versus Seth, pretty good match. Uh, probably one of the better matches of the night. I'll give it about a, a eight. But when is this shit gonna end? With and it, it just seems like no end in sight. This the Messiah gimmick. I won't. I'm. I, it's not even a problem. It's this Rey Mysterio family attachment, and it, tonight, Aaliyah just gave me Stephanie McMahon vibes. Like, you can see how a few weeks ago she was dressing casual, goody goody. She looked like the girl next door. This week, coming out with Murphy and being at odds with her family over her decision to be with Murphy, she looked like Stephanie McMahon in in the Attitude Era. Loose blouse, her her boobs are pretty much popping out as she's coming down the ramp. I'm like, oh, she should not be wearing that. (laughs) But Stephanie McMahon vibes. Uh, I definitely see her, you know, turning heel on the Mysterio family. I think that's the direction they're going. But Murphy ends up helping Seth Rollins secure this win. Um, Pretty much pulling Otis' leg. So Murphy's reinforcing... The the fact that he's on Murphy on a uh, Rollins side and he believes in the Messiah's for the greater good shtick that he's doing. So after the match, uh, Rollins runs up to Murphy and um, well, Murphy actually walked up to commentary and said he did it for the greater good. But backstage, Rollins runs up to him and he, he tells Murphy, uh, Murphy, I know what I saw tonight. I think I know what I saw. Tell me. I saw what I think I saw, Murph. Tell me, Murphy. And uh, Murphy says Messiah points at Rollins and then Disciple and points at himself. Rollins is, ex- is you know, excited about that. He's like, I knew it. Say it again. Say it. Say it again. And Murphy does the same thing. And, you know, Rollins is really happy. He's like, I knew it. I knew the, the Mysterios would never accept you or your relationship. But I do. And we have work to do. So right after Rollins walks off, we get Aaliyah entering. And she's pretty much like, you know, mad at him, shoving his chest and telling him what the hell was that. I go to my family, I defend you and you help Seth. And Murphy says, you know, please, I know what I'm doing. You need to trust me and grabs her hands. And he tells her this is for the greater good. So she seems like she's falling for it. Heavy, heavy. Heavy Stephanie McMahon vibes. So I definitely see her uh, probably doing the exact same thing Stephanie did and attack her father or attack her brother and uh, probably hit her with a steel chair instead of a sledgehammer or some shit like that. But definitely see this uh, come into fruition probably within the next month, maybe after Survivor Series since their storyline is not leading into that. Well, so far. Maybe we'll end up seeing, you know, the Mysterio family versus um, Rollins and Murphy. Who knows? We should put, like, Aaliyah, Aaliyah on a pole match, you know, since we're putting things on poles again in WWE with uh, Guitar being on the pole on Monday Night Raw. Why don't we put Aaliyah on a pole and they can fight to the death over, you know, whether she can be with Murphy or not. So Vince Russo shit going on with this storyline. So, um, next up, we have Corey Graves and Michael Cole, and they have another sit-down with Lars Sullivan. So, last week, we had the first of of the, the series of 
interviews with Lars Sullivan. And honestly, this has been the best character work of uh, Lars Sullivan's pretty much career. He didn't really have much, you know, character work in NXT. He was basically just the powerhouse and going in there dominating before he could actually pick up a lot of storylines on NXT. They end up calling him up and, uh, well, what they said was he ended up getting anxiety and um, dealing with mental, you know, issues uh, towards his debut and he couldn't make it. So he was gone for a couple of months, but... This has been the best character work and, you know, uh, it's pretty much his past traumas and him getting bullied and eventually, you know, working now, gaining the mass and growing uh, into the monster that he became. And he's utilizing all those past experiences and now putting those same hurts and uh, burdens onto his enemies. And it's really good stuff. I mean, he kind of did the classic 80s brief heavy uh big wrestler you know style promo but for him it actually works um and like i said great character work so check that out um they're actually building lars sullivan in a pretty decent way so no complaints as far as that goes i think that was a pretty good segment and then we finish off with the jay uso versus kevin owens this was uh, also a pretty decent match. I'll give it about a eight. Um, Jay Uso pulls off the win with uh, the help of Roman Reigns, pretty much, and Paul Heyman seconding Jay Uso. So, um, not much to really say as far as um, the interactions between Jay and KO. This is really all about the story. Between Jey Uso and Roman and the bloodline situation, the tribal chief, uh, you know, inflicting his his will on Jey Uso. And this was just more of that. Um, I really don't know where Kevin Owens kind of stands on SmackDown so far. He's in the Survivor Series team. So, you know, this will probably cause more tension for them leading into that match. Hopefully it does. What I will say is... Jay Uso's been looking probably the best he's ever looked his entire career, especially uh, as a solo star. So, uh, you know, this was definitely a great match. And KO is one of those guys that you could get in the ring and pretty much make anyone look good. So, you know, he um, not to say that Jay Uso needed to be, you know, put up, but, you know, great match. Jay Uso looked the best he's probably looked. And with that, you know, Roman Reigns comes out, celebrates his his uh, cousin's win and puts his hand on Jay's shoulder as he smiles at Kevin Owens and poses with the title. So he made sure that Kevin Owens got handled tonight and um, the respect of the family hasn't been diminished and, you know, the tribal chief can reign over his tribe as intended. So that was SmackDown. I can do this all day. Um, overall, I, I'd give the show a, a eight. It was uh, a lot of buildup. The women's matchup was probably uh, one of the best matchups of the night. Um, a lot of story. SmackDown's been really good on, on doing that. So definitely go out your way. Go check that out if you have uh, some time. But if not, glad you tuned in and listened to the wrap up. So 
With that being said, I have been Kayfabe AJ. You can find me at Kayfabe underscore AJ on Instagram. And you can find us collectively at Kayfabe Avenue on YouTube for the, you know, visual versions of these podcasts. You can find us anywhere uh, podcasts are provided. Anchor, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, among others. And uh, you can follow us at Twitter. So please share, like, subscribe, and join the Facebook group. You know, join in the conversation to help us, uh, you know, get some more ideas so we could create more content. And speaking of helping us create and give more content, if you like the podcast, please click on the support link on the anchor page. Or if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, click on that support link, subscribe to Kayfabe Avenue, donate what you feel uh, you you, uh, can do and help us generate more episodes and give you the content we feel that the wrestling world deserves. So I have been Kayfabe AJ. This has been Kayfabe Avenue, and this has been the SmackDown Wrap-Up. With that being said, Austin, take us home. And that's the bottom line. Why? Because Austin Cole said so. Thank you very much, you son of a bitch.